G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Uh, life's good, isn't it? At least that's what the advertising industry tries to tell us that life should be like. But it isn't always like that. And there's a quality in people that's not so valued anymore. It's the quality of patient endurance. Not very glamorous, but something that, as it turns out, God really values in us. Great to be back with you again. Today, we're going to be taking a look at that endurance in your life from a different perspective. And do stay tuned because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about my free daily devotional, Fresh. It's all about helping you draw closer to Jesus to become all that he made you to be. You know something? With the ever-increasing pace of life these days, patience and endurance aren't considered as valuable attributes anymore. More and more, people people are crowding into cities. They've got long commutes to work on the train or the bus in the car, only to get to a stressful job, only to do the commute in reverse again in the evening. I used to do that, not anymore, but I remember what it was like. It's the story of many a life. And we're crushed into these buses or trains or crammed onto clogged freeways that are anything but free pushed into cubicles in the office, life as a battery hen almost. And patience and endurance, well, that's a nice concept. It's a nice idea. It's easy to be patient and to endure if you have wide open free lives. Lots of open spaces, fresh air, sunshine, plenty of rest, plenty of food, plenty of recreation. But man, when you're a battery hen, like so many people are, get out of here. People honk their horns and they shake their fists and they complain and they argue and neighbour snaps at neighbour and husbands snap at wives. Now you might think, boy, this guy is one pessimist. But, But tell me if I'm not right. Tell me if this world isn't getting more and more crowded and more and more stressful. And as those stress levels go up, our patience goes out the window. What we want to do is lash out and complain and frankly kick someone in the head. That's what we really want to do some days, right? Well, maybe it's just me, but I doubt it. I think you know what I'm talking about. The Apostle Paul, a couple of thousand years ago, when the world was a whole less crowded than it is today, put it this way, Romans chapter 8, verses 18 to 22. I consider that the sufferings of this present time aren't worth comparing with the glory that's about to be revealed to us, for, for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God when it will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labour pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly whilst we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. See, I think that there are a few of us some days who relate to that. Eternity can seem such a long way off the peace and the rest and the freedom that God promises us, man, that can seem such a long way off. But then Paul goes on to talk about a hope, a hope from which springs the patience and endurance 
that we need to live life. Have a listen. Going on in Romans chapter 8, verses 24 to 27. He says, For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen isn't hope. For who hopes for what is already seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words, and God, who searches the heart, knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. See that, that wonderful presence of God to carry us to the end. Over this week, we've been chatting again about how easy it is for us to nod off at the wheel on this long, sometimes tiring and stressful journey towards eternity. And wonderfully, Jesus comes alongside through the letters to the seven churches in chapters 2 and 3 of the book of Revelation that we've been unpacking these last few days. And he puts his finger on things that have caused people to fall asleep at the wheel and veer off the path. Today we're going to unpack the second last of those letters, number six, the short letter to the church in Philadelphia. No, no, not in the USA. Back in the first century, Philadelphia was in Turkey. And this letter, this letter has one clear difference from the letters to the other six churches. Jesus doesn't find a single thing wrong with his church in Philadelphia. So what, may you ask, was the purpose of him writing to them? Seems they weren't falling asleep at the wheel. Well, let's have a listen to what God says to the Philadelphian church. Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 to 13. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of the Holy One, the True One, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Look, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lying, I will make them come and bow before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. Because you have kept my word of patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. I am coming. Hold fast to what you have, so that no one may seize your crown. If you conquer, I will make you a pillar in the temple of my God. You will never go out of it. I will write on you the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down from my God out of heaven and my own new name. Let anyone who has an ear to what the Spirit is saying to the churches listen. These people in this church were going through a really tough time, a time of persecution. The powers around them, the synagogue of Satan, have been testing them. But these Christians, well, Jesus is talking about blessing them with a, with a door open to them that cannot be shut, with a promise that their enemies will come and bow down before them, with a promise of glorious eternity with him. Let me ask you, why is he promising them that? What is it that has called God himself to speak to these people like this and promise them his abundant blessing right at a time when they feel so incredibly weak, when, as Jesus says, they have but little power? Well, here's the answer. Here is the reason that Jesus gave. Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Because you have kept my word of patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. This is a letter of encouragement to the weak and to the powerless who yet wait on God with patient endurance and while they are being tested sorely now, when Jesus comes again to test the world, he will keep them from the hour of trial. My friend, 
patient endurance seems to mean little in this world compared to beauty and wealth and power. In the world's eyes, the weak are given little thought. Every few seconds, a child dies of starvation and disease because of poverty. So what in the world's eyes? But in God's eyes, a single soul, however weak, however disenfranchised, however lonely and powerless and, and destitute, a single soul that will keep God's word with patient endurance. This is the one person that receives no criticism, no reproof, no correction from God at all. Instead, Jesus comes to that one, that one that the world has cast in a scrap heap, the one with little power. Jesus comes with a promise of great blessing. This is a wake-up call not for the Philadelphian church, not for the weak and the powerless who cling with patient endurance to the hope set before them in Jesus Christ. To them, this word from Jesus is a mighty encouragement. My friend, this is a wake-up call to the rest of us. Those who are so easily seduced by the world's sleight of hand that would seem to say so confidently, so convincingly that what really matters is beauty and wealth and power. This is a wake-up call. with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's Word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.